Welcome to our podcast, A Real World Discovery of Guest Experience in the Hospitality and Lodging Industry, uncovering a mixture of technologies and human-driven initiatives that are raising guest expectations and forever changing the guest experience across the hospitality and lodging sector. If you are interested or involved in the travel industry and are passionate about creating unique guest experiences, join us as we talk to experts in the industry to learn about the future trends and how you can set yourself apart from the competition in 2021 and beyond. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of the Guest X podcast, where we encourage you to build a guest experience worth talking about. I am your host, Matthew Loney, and I'm joined by my co-host, Brian Amawi. Brian, how you doing? Doing awesome. Really good today to good. Uh, get back onto these podcasts with you. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. We've got another great show. I should just tell people I'm probably never going to say this week's show is going to be bad. So I, maybe I just shouldn't even say we've got a great <laughs> show this week. But all, all shows are great. But I, I do think we've got another fun show this week. Before we get into it, so last week, an interesting product. I don't know. You know, some people may have been interested that or found it interesting that we had them on the podcast a little bit more of maybe a kind of a software as a service, but, you know, Arthur Kolker, who is the founder of StayFi, which is a way of, you know, building splash pages. And really, really what it is, is right now is aggregating your guest data. But, you know, we talk a lot about, you and I do, about the importance of communication with your guests for a number of different reasons. You like to talk about for review purposes, but also just in setting expectations. But this was kind of, a, I think, a show last week where we talked about, okay, how do I get that guest data and start to communicate with my guests? So I think it was a really important show for some of our listeners. I do, too. I think what's interesting about it is, and I had to put my marketing hat on rather than, you know, just property manager hat. And Arthur comes from a marketing background, and he found a, a niche in, in our industry. and his PMs were basically coming to him and saying, okay, I have a problem. How do I gather this data? And he came up with the solution that exists in other industries, but doesn't necessarily, or hasn't necessarily worked well in our industry, found a piece of technology, implemented it, and now has a solution to be able to offer us. The, the, the question still is, once you've gathered this data, Matt, what do you do with the data? And how do you use it the right way? And what struck me was that, so he came up with a product, but that product ultimately is morphing into more of a marketing marketing platform. So he's using a piece of technology to gather the data, and then he's building something around it so that RPMs can go back to him and say, okay, let's implement this into email, or let's take social media, and how do we implement this technology and the data that you're receiving into social media or texting? and really starting to build a network or a framework around what marketing means and how you're supposed to use some of this data, which has always been and continues to be one of the big topics of conversation for us. Yeah, and, and, you know, and I think Arthur, yeah, I mean, he kind of, not admitted it, but, but you know, he kind of talked about, you know, a lot of the people, you know, when he, he's got a lot of people that are managing one to 10 homes, right? So having a marketing solution or automation 
you know, API with like a, um, you know, a MailChimp or a survey monkey makes a lot of sense, right? I, I think one of the, one of the things that I, when I go back to is this is great. And for any of the entrepreneurs out there, maybe you guys could build this for, but we still, we don't have great places to put this data. And, you know, if you're running a robust, you know, thousand unit or thousand home property management company, right. Or you're Vacasa, well, Vacasa is building their own, but if you're in that in-between, right, where's the enterprise level CRM that's connected with a Tableau, a HubSpot, a, you know, that is built for the industry, right? Because that to me is still the gap, which is, okay, now I've got more emails, yeah, but I don't really have a way of, of building dynamic emails based on a customer profile because I don't really have a customer profile or it's not stored anywhere. It's not, and it's a very difficult exercise. So it's not just building a piece of technology that recognizes that data, but it's knowing how to use the data to build around it. And uh, I think that's one of the missing pieces in, in our industry. And hopefully we'll see something coming up in the near future where we do have a solution. People can take that data, plug it into a platform, or that, and that platform can regenerate it and tell us what to do with it. Yeah, no, it definitely, you know, um, things to be when we grow up, right? So, uh, but anyway, great conversation. But we've got, let's go move on. We've got a great guest this week. Go ahead and, you know, give people a little bit of background on this week's guest. On today's episode, we're speaking with Alex Husner, CMO of Condo World where she is tasked with leading strategic planning for Condo World's expansion and development. All right, so today, Matt, well, I'm really excited to talk to Alex over here from condoworld.com. Alex, it's a pleasure to meet you finally and have you on our podcast. I'd love to hear a little bit about what you guys are up to and before we even get started, what your definition of guest experience is. Oh, thank you guys so much for having me here today. It's um, a pleasure to talk to you and, and just get to share a little bit about what we're doing here at Condo World. We are a vacation rental business located in North Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. We've been here for 36 years. One thing that makes us a little bit different is that we operate a dual model of property professional property management of our managed portfolio. And then we also are a booking agent for other resorts and rental companies, both here in the area, as well as in other destinations. So we use the Condo World brand to book reservations online and through our call center for our partners, uh, which has worked out really well. But as far as guest experience is concerned, we definitely have a lot of experience in that field, you could say. And I think, you know, it really comes down to, and we can go into a more deeper look, but we look at it as a 360 degree cycle. So the planning phase, the booking phase, the pre-arrival, which that starts as soon as they've booked the post stay and turning them into advocates for your brand. Within each of those different phases, there's a lot of things that go into it and the communication and, you know, how you approach your guests and what information you're you're giving them and uh, the emotions that you're invoking in them to want to continue to stay with you and share your message out to their friends and family. But um, it really starts with kind of looking at those building blocks and then figuring out what that plan is going to look like. And I imagine that, well, it's really interesting because talking to you have dual purpose, right? So you're looking at it from two different lenses. 
and your understanding of how the booking process works to receiving a guest is very different to a lot of the other guests that we've had on the show, Matt. So do you guys view guest experience differently being a property manager than being, let's call it an OTA or a booking booking engine? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, you know, we're, I think one of the ways that companies that are more like us can differentiate themselves from the OTAs is by, you know, sharing that content ahead of a guest stay and, you know, in that planning phase so that you really become the expert in your field, both in the destination and in the product that you're offering. And that's, that's one thing that Airbnb, Verbo, they're just, they're not doing. I mean, they're not sending out information via social media and emails and uh, everything else about, you know, best couples getaways or best places to go with families or, you know, really getting into those niche markets, uh, event-based type things. They just, they don't have the bandwidth to do that in every single market that they're in. So I think if you can really, you know, refine your expertise within the market, that gives you significant leverage to be able to drive more direct bookings. And, you know, our, our perspective is unique because we, we want to drive our own direct bookings, but we are also an OTA. So we, we understand both sides of that. And I guess it goes back to the the adage that everybody knows or, or should know that if a guest books on an OTA with you, the next time they need to book directly with you. If they don't, shame on you. And we totally understand that for our OTA bookings, that if we get a reservation for one of our partners, if the that guest is happy with the experience and they want to go back to that property, they should definitely go back and book with that property directly. You know, that's that's just the the game you have to play as, as an OTA, that you know that once they find the property that they like, they should be going back there to book. But it, it makes it... Uh, a little bit more complicated because it is there's less guest retention on the OTA side, but it's it's a it's a big funnel that all comes back full circle. <laughs> well, for you guys, it's really interesting yeah. as well because you have what I would say is that you're building a pretty strong brand, and so I know that you guys just were able to acquire CondoWorld.com. So congratulations on that. I know you worked on that for a long time, but. Tell us how branding really plays a part in that because I'm so I'm a huge branding guy. I, I'm a huge believer in it. And, and in order for guests to book direct, your brand needs to be recognizable. And if you don't do a good job at that, you've lost the guest. And I think there's there's multiple facets to that, beginning with you know, how you receive the guest, are you making it a memorable stay? And can they attach your their name or your name to their stay? Right, exactly. Yeah. And and the URL um purchase. So we we've had condo-world.com with a hyphen in between for you know the 36 years we've been in business, or maybe not quite that long. I don't think we had a domain back 36 years ago, but for the duration <laughs> of our business, we've had it with the dash. And we finally got it without the dash after trying for the past 12 years since I started at the company. Somebody was squatting on it for years, and finally we were able to get it, get it from them. So that was a happy homecoming here in North Myrtle Beach for us. But as far as the brand goes, yes, I mean, I think it, that is is so important and, and something that, you know, when I first started 12 years ago, I really made a, a big emphasis on that. You know, this was our company was, you know, I mean, traditional, tr- truly a traditional rental management company at that point that the owner of our company, who he's 86 now, he oversaw the marketing that entire duration. And it got to a point where he, you know, did couldn't keep up with you know digital trends and stuff. But when I took over, it was we had different logos on everything. We had different messages on things. And you know, the experience that we delivered to guests was exceptional. We had great guest history and great return guests, but 
as far as the marketing and branding went, we just we really needed to up the game a little bit. So, you know, by consolidating efforts, really focusing on one identity package and making sure that is communicated in everything that we do from our websites, our emails, to our brochures, to you know, print, digital, social, everything. I, th- I think we've done a good job of really you know, having a look and feel to who we are and how we communicate with our guests. And you know, when you look at as you communicate with your guests, like, I think there's a lot that has to happen on the forefront of really knowing who those guests are and figuring out what that persona is. And it's, I think as marketers, sometimes it's easy to just rely on data and say, okay, we know our demographic is 35 to 44 and they're women and they're married and they make the decisions and they have families. Well, yes, they are all those things, but there's more nuances and psychographics of who that guest is. And really just being out in the field. I mean, being, you know, going out and meeting guests, talking to them I and mean, then talking to them in the lobby, being at the check-in on busy Saturdays and actually seeing who they are, it takes it to a different level. And I think when you really learn who those guests are, what is important to them, you're able to speak to them in the way they want to be spoken to. And when you have shared values with those guests, that's where they really become extremely loyal. And one, one thing that I truly, you know, it just makes me happy to see a lot of the reviews we get, one of the words that comes up the most is love. <laughs> and as a marketer and as a brand marketer, there's nothing more you could want to hear than the word love. And it's it's interesting because really once the guests check in, you know, they're at the property and, and they don't, we don't really have a whole lot to do with their stay. They're not seeing us directly. I mean, we're really just involved in the booking process and then they're at the property and that and that's it. But it's it's amazing to me that you know, our operations team, I give them 100% of the credit on that, that experience of, you know, limited interaction still produces a feeling of love. And I think that comes back to the communication, the branding that starts in the early phase of that relationship. That's so cool. I mean, so many managers are so yeah. afraid to go and talk to their guests today in age, like the guest <laughs> arrives at the house and they're like, I don't, I don't even want to know if they're okay or not. If that's a good stay. And the fact that you guys are going out and just talking to people. I love the idea. And I'm a big believer in meeting your guests and getting that that actually generates good reviews. Yeah. If you have the personality and you know, you're a happy manager and you communicate well with your guests. If the guest has an issue at the house, they feel comfortable coming to you and saying, I have an issue. Can you sort it out? And you know, if you can sort it out, you sort it out, but it, it, it begins, it is a people business and not just a short-term rental business. So I love the fact that you're so big. And you're putting people at the forefront and talking to people when they arrive at the at the properties. And maybe love is just something that you guys represent really well in, in Myrtle Beach. Yeah. Thank, thank you. Yeah. Matt. Yeah. You, yeah. you know, Alex, yeah, no, this is, I think it was really, you know, there's a couple of great tidbits already. You know, I'd like to, you know, maybe one of the ways we could kind of approach the next you know, 15, 20 minutes is kind of back up for a little bit because we, you know, it, uh, Alex, I love your 360 degrees. Cause that was, I think that's something Brian and I, you know, certainly agree on is, you know, I think it used to be the guest experience really was, you know, kind of from arrival to departure, right. If you go back probably at the beginning of condo world, right. That 30 success, probably how they looked at it and probably rightfully so. But I think because of technology and, um, and the OTAs and everything, you know, it really is 360. So if you back up for a minute, I'd love to get your thoughts. Cause you know, I will say one of my frustrations um, in, in watching our industry is that we seem to 
we seem to grasp as an industry how important guest experience is. But then as I, you know, and you had mentioned Airbnb, VRBO, you know, when you go to these sites, it is very difficult if I'm trying to distinguish my company from another based on the experience we provide. They don't make it real easy to differentiate yourself, right? I mean, they say, well, you, you, you know, you, you know, you've got your descriptions or you've got your, you know, in photos has made it a little bit tougher. And, and so, you know, one of my questions was, would be, you know, isn't, isn't there, or would you agree that there is an obligation by the OTAs who have, by the way, have made a lot of money now on in this industry and, and rightfully so, but to continue to try to find ways that we can really communicate in your words, with the guest, set those expectations. You know, I think of like Allegiant Airlines, you know, they're not afraid to say, look, we're a, you know, we're a no frills kind of price versus like a Delta maybe, you know, but it seems that in our distribution channels, it's tough to really kind of set out those differentiating points along guest experience. Right. Absolutely. And I think, you know, that comes down to, you you can't create a guest experience really well in the booking process if the, the guest is coming from Virgo or Airbnb. I mean, I, to some extent you can, I mean, if they're communicating back and forth with you and asking questions, but it really, you know, they're, they are at that point, they are a Verbo or an Airbnb guest, and then then they are turned over to you. So, you know, for that reason, that's why, of course, all of us want to have our own direct bookings because you can control that entire start to start to finish process there. But if, if they start on one of those channels, I mean, that's why, you know, we all hear if somebody goes somewhere and they say, I booked an Airbnb. Well, no, you actually booked the condo world on Airbnb, but it's just, it's associated with that brand. So the the experience at the onset is really more related to that channel, which, you know, the, the, the main things that Verbo Airbnb have going for them is just that they have made the, the process simple. They've taken out the friction and you can search a lot of inventory on one platform, but that's not the process and I mean, those are part of it. That's part of the process that if you're going to go to Condo World site or another, you know, individual manager site that you would hopefully get that same experience. But it's the communication and there's more touch points that really, you know, be, foster that relationship building portion that I don't think that you can truly get on the OTAs. Uh, I would agree. And just so I, maybe for our listeners, because I and I don't really know. Uh, do you handle that interaction between the property managers on Condo World as you know, as as an OTA? Do you handle that interaction differently as far as you know? Are they? I will tell you, as I, Brian's gonna laugh, but I just stayed in Colorado and actually stayed in a market where we don't yet have clients on. So I went through Airbnb, and a lot of my my garage code was blocked out. It was a bunch of, you know, and it said blocked by Airbnb. It was so much information I needed was blocked by Airbnb. How do you guys handle that communication back and forth? So for reservations that are booked on our website or through our call center for our managed properties and for our partner properties, we are the contact person. So if a guest calls and has a question, they're saying it. Caribbean Resort and Myrtle Beach that we don't manage. We are really an extension of of the of the resorts team. We are our staff is an extension 
to answer questions, but it's it's different than Verbo or Airbnb where they are literally blocking the communication so that you can't, you're talking, but you can't really talk the way that you want to. We handle it for them. So, I mean, we're, we're doing that, but once the reservation is booked, then it is 100% turned over to the resort or rental company to continue their regular flow of communications. So, you know, people call us a hybrid OTA for a couple of different reasons, but part of that is that it's not just an online travel agency. We are, you know, truly a staff of reservation specialists that work with these guests, and you know, we we follow the policies of that property. We're not we're not taking our own blanket policy and putting that on our partners. I mean, really, what we've built is a very partner friendly platform for distribution. So, I mean, you're you're getting in front of good guests that are familiar with vacation rentals. This isn't their first, you know, time, you know, trying to run a condo. They, they get it. You know, we've, we've got a huge guest history and market really well to condo specific vacation rental type guests, but you know, they it's, it, it's, it's just, it's different. We're not, we're not trying to impose one policy on everybody. That just doesn't make sense. But when you guys expand into yeah, well, local markets, are you guys, producing the content or are you relying on the property managers to produce the local content and help you guys build that out? We're producing all the content. And, you know, that's definitely been one of the secret star success from an SEO standpoint, for sure. We've, we've backed off a little bit in the last couple of years, just because of COVID. And um, we've had several partners in the other destinations that have been changing software. So we're in a little bit of a transition phase for that part of it. But nonetheless, I mean, we, at one point, we were doing five articles a week in each destination, and now we're down to like one or two. But we're still making sure that we are we're getting that content out there, and we you know we try and make sure we're writing content that is evergreen that can be reused later on, depending on which partners we're trying to market. I mean, we're we're most solidified at this point on the partner OTA side in Myrtle Beach, and you know the difference. North Myrtle Beach and Myrtle Beach, they are they're right side by side, but they are definitely different markets. Um, the guest demographics are, are different. The length of stay is different. The reasons for visiting are slightly different too. So we, you know, the managed inventory that we have is just North Myrtle Beach. The partner inventory we have is Myrtle Beach and South Myrtle Litchfield down that way. But that's, you know, that's our, that's our core base right now. But we're, you know, as we grow on the B2B side, we're trying to replicate what we've done in Myrtle Beach, which is truly you know, creating a really, really partner-friendly OTA and, you know, try to find destinations and partners in other areas where we can replicate that success. It's great. Well, good good for you guys, you know, because I, I do believe, you know, it's so interesting because, you know, the OTA, we really are aligned with those large OTAs, right? The property managers, I mean, the OTAs don't want a bad experience, right. but yet... And I don't know if it comes from just a, a little bit of a just not understanding the industry. You know, when you've got, you know, I mean, really nothing against look, what Verbo and HomeAway built was was incredible, but it really was a exercise in M&A work. <laughs> I mean, you know, you went around and bought all the big OTAs. So you wouldn't say that they they don't have condo world's experience, right? They didn't come from the industry managing 400 and then go, well, how's it supposed to look? And Airbnb certainly didn't either. And so I feel like they put these things in place with a, without a real clear understanding of, you know, the problems that's going to create for that guest experience. Yeah, absolutely. And not even just for the guests, but I think the partner experience is really important too. That Right, right. 
Yeah, I mean, have, have, limiting the communication is very frustrating. And, and I, I think, you know, most of the OTAs have gotten slightly better at this over the years. But my gosh, I mean, you know, that's that's why OTAs have a bad rap. And that's why there's so many, you know, podcasts and articles and, and conference panels about, you know, how to how to win guests back from the OTAs. And, you know, the OTAs are in one way kind of demonized, but, you know, they need to be looked at you know, the mega OTAs like that. They need to be looked at as a source of a source of business that you you are going to get that guest into your ecosystem and keep them booking with you from that point forward. I mean, the cost of acquisition, uh, really, when you look at it at the end of the day, it, it's it's probably pretty close to if you were to go out and get that guest on your own through pay-per-click or whichever means you're going you're gonna to get them in a direct booking. So it's, it's important to look at it that way. And I mean, for us, we are a very, we're a, a low, we have low reliance on OTAs. Um, this year, Verbo has done the best that it's ever done. Uh, I'd say maybe eight to 10% of our business is, is Verbo, Airbnb, Airbnb very, very small portion. Wow. But, you know, that being said, we spend more money on advertising that we would be spending otherwise in OTA commissions. But we have done that because the most important thing for us is is the growth and branding of the condo world brand. So it doesn't make sense just to, you know, be letting Verbo and Airbnb control, you know, 90%, you know, the majority of our reservations, the experience, that just doesn't make sense for what our growth strategy and goals are. Yeah, that's, I mean, eight to 10%. I mean, congrats on that. And, and I got to imagine, you know, with your extensive, you know, marketing background, Alex, you're also though probably looking at that and saying, you know, one is it's building the brand, but two is, you know, hopefully over time, you know, that that cost, you know, as they continue to be direct bookings, because you've gone out and acquired them initially. So the upfront may be more expensive, but as, you know, hopefully year over year, you start to see that you know, maybe decline a little bit because, you know, you're always going to have, you know, I mean, clients quit coming to a market, their kids get older, you know, for various reasons, you're going to have attrition, but that number should, you know, kind of creep downward as you're able to retain those gaps. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and that's, yeah, that's definitely a big part of our, our strategy too. And really, you know, when, when you look at, uh, you know, the guest experience, really all of us, I mean, if you have guests that, that love staying with you and they are so happy about their stay and they come back year after year, you have to look at those guests as your own set of micro influencers, because it, all of us, we all have our own influence within our, our social sphere or family sphere. And you know, yep. what's, what's the first thing that if you're visiting, you decide you're going to go to Myrtle Beach and you've never been here before, but you're talking about it with your wife and she says, oh, well, you know, so-and-so lives there or so-and-so has been there. You're going to, you're going to ask people that, you know, have either been there or lived there. Where's a good place to stay? What are good things to do? So, you know, relying on people that have already been and stayed with us and word of mouth is, is a huge component of all of this and certainly with branding. So letting our guests become our own advocates for the brand and, you know, we one of the things that we do, we've got a couple different programs that we use, one of which has been very successful for us is Flip2. It's flip.to. And what that is, is if you do a search on our website, we've actually kind of, we've flipped the script a little bit on how abandonment works. So instead of waiting until the very end when somebody doesn't click to book a reservation, this is an early abandonment process where guests, they put in their email when they do a search and then they are nurtured along that journey 
to come back and book. And, you know, when we first looked at implementing this, it, the initial thought was that's going to turn guests away. This is not going to be good. You know, I mean, who wants to give their email address up front that early? And, you know, I, myself being one of them, but it has been phenomenally ex- successful. And it really, it's because I think it creates the, me- the messaging is really important. I mean, that, that email that they get in that early abandonment, they haven't even truly abandoned yet is, you know, more about nurturing that relationship and, sending them content about things going on during the dates that they're looking at. And of course, if they actually book, they don't continue to get those emails, but that's, that's been huge. And that program, that's the front side of it. The back side of it is after they stay, they're prompted to share a story about their vacation with a picture. And then that turns into a contest that we have with four campaigns a year where they can take that picture and they share it on their own social media channels and they get their friends to like and share and vote for them. So it really becomes like when I said that 360 degree cycle, that really kind of follows. That's that's the ending part of it is that the guests had a great stay. They're so happy with the experience. Now they're putting it out for their friends and family. And now we get more of those people back into the loop. So over time, you know, our direct business from direct traffic to our website has increased substantially over the last, you know, I'd say three to four years. And they're hearing about us somewhere, right? So it's hard to track that source of revenue, but really that comes down to, you know, the success of good branding and your guests getting your name out there. It is, it's it's pretty incredible to see how you guys are applying tech, different types of technology into your business, into your business and evolving. I mean, I think one of the most complicated things for property managers at the moment, including myself probably, and my wife would probably laugh at me because I love technology, but I'm terrible with social media, but it's really being able to deliver the right message to the guests across the right platform. So understanding who your guest is, is pivotal. One of the things I did want to ask you is you guys have a good mix of units between single family units and condo understanding how to deliver the message about those units to your guests and having them understand what they're booking is pretty key in the guest experience because if you're if you're pitching something that isn't real and then they arrive and their expectations aren't met uh, you're going to have a disappointed guest so how do you guys tackle the messaging and understanding of how to present condos versus single family and how do you guys differentiate yourselves from competitors when you do that kind of stuff yeah, so I mean, we we market a significant portion of homes through our partner program. On our own program, we probably have less than ten homes, I'd say. So it's, it's small for our managed inventory. But as far as you know, how that's promoted, I think you know we do a pretty good job on our website of you know segmenting out different sections of the site. So for homes versus condos, and some people specifically want homes; they want to have their private pool or whatever the case may be. So I think really just in how that's displayed online, you can you can set that expectation. But for the the more complicated part is, you know, if you're in a condo complex, I mean, there's some buildings where there might be 10 other managers that are in that property. So how do you differentiate yourself and your units versus somebody in the same building that you can't differentiate on amenities. That's all the same shared amenities. I mean, your units might be better kept up perhaps, but you know, what is that difference between you versus XYZ rental company? And uh, really, I definitely, you know, that, that comes down to the booking phase. I mean, you're creating that really seamless, frictionless communication and process to get the reservation booked. And then the follow-up on the communication that, that you get and that experience the guest has when they arrive. 
And I think, you know, on the communication side of that too, setting expectations, one thing that I think we're really good at is the transactional emails that happen once a guest has booked. So, you know, the, the confirm starting with confirmation email, confirmation email is very important because one, you know, a lot of guests, they, you know, they have buyer's remorse after they, they book something and they think, oh shoot, I don't think I should have actually booked there and they cancel. So what does your confirmation email say that's going to reinforce that they made a great decision? So one thing we we include, you know, social proof. We've got some quotes from previous guests that said so they had a wonderful time, things to get them excited towards the activities, things to do, events going on while they're here, stuff like that. And then, you know, that's the first one, but then that pre truly pre-arrival process, you know, the week or two leading up to their stay, really, you know, prepare them for a great arrival experience. We, I know you've probably seen this on LinkedIn, but we, um, we developed a contact-free drive-through check-in process last year out of COVID. So really, truly out of necessity that we didn't want to have guests coming into our office but it literally looks like Chick-fil-A on Saturday afternoons <laughs> in the downstairs of our office with it's you know well organized that guests are text when their unit is ready. They drive through. We've got a raised beach home, large office building that, you know, facilitates a perfect flow of people being able to drive underneath it. And, you know, they're just the communication that we send them prior to that day preps them so that there's, you know, they're fully aware of what's going to happen and, you know, they're in and out in five minutes. So, that, that communication is really important, making sure that you can eliminate anything that's going to take time on that day. So we ask for how many keys they need, how many pool bands, how many parking passes. That's all done ahead of time. And really, it's, you know, it's amazing to me. I'm not in the operations side, so I, I don't see it every Saturday like our team downstairs does. But it's amazing how important that check-in day experience is to guests. And it makes sense, but you don't want to be sitting in line for an hour after you've driven you know, 13 hours from Pennsylvania to get down here, you want to get to your condo as quickly as possible. So it's it's really important to make sure that check-in experience is exceptional and that that differentiates you at the end of the day from other companies and different properties. So you're implementing Chick-fil-A at some point as well? I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, one other question. So let's talk about activities because you brought that up and things to do in the area. How important or how much how much impact does things to do and providing activities, you know, how important is that inside of your business? I think it's an important part of the reason that a guest is visiting, right? Or the guest is staying with you. I mean, we, it's sometimes it can be tough. We're so focused on looking at pictures of our units and our website and everything else that it's like, you know, we, we can quickly get down a rabbit hole being too granular on things that, they're not really coming just for the condo or the beach home. You know, they're coming for the experience with their family and their ex the experience and the destination. So the way that we look at it is, and we've, we've tried different things over the years, but, you know, going back in the day, it used to be the way that we interacted with guests for you know, getting them any sort of information about things to do was we had all the rack cards in our lobby. And so, you know, they come in every year and they're fulfilled in the coupon books and that was, that was a big thing that guests would come to our office just to be able to get the coupon books and the rec cards. So COVID hit and, you know, digital's come along, come a long way over the years. So that's kind of by the wayside now, but, and especially now with guests not coming into our office, we've had to really rethink any kind of distribution of printed materials, how we handle that. We, we want guests to be able to find things easily through our site and through our transactional emails that they get ahead of their stay. 
we know, you know, booking tours and activities is, it's not what we do. And we've tried to do a couple different things over the years, but it's not, it ends up being too much to manage. And it's, you know, there's, there's not enough profit in it for us to make that something that we can really, you know, focus on. So we send in our confirmation emails, a link for guests to go over to a website we work with TripShock, where they can book their tours and activities. Um, and it's specialized for the destination that they're in. If they're booking in another area, it goes to a page on, on their site for that destination. But, you know, we let, we let guests go ahead and do that on their own. Let the pros like Explory or, or any of the other companies handle that because that's what you guys do. But beyond that also too, we reference our own content. So things to do, we, we offer that information up for guests, but we're not trying to hold their hand into the whole process of actually booking the activities. Yeah. You know, it's interesting, Brian, because you, you know, we've talked about this and I think this is a good, it reinforces a lot of what we've talked about in that, you know, here's for most of our listeners, right? Here's a group that's got, you know, much larger resources than, than most of the average property management companies do. Yet, you know, they're still very, very aware, you know, self-aware, right, of what they can do and making sure that what they choose to do, they choose to do really well. Right. And and I've made the argument, it, and it's, you know, it, it sounds kind of odd coming from my background, but I've made the argument sometimes that, look, if sometimes maybe it's better just to make the right recommendation and get it to the guest in a communication format that works for them, then it is to go beyond that if you can't go beyond that well. And that's a good lesson. Well, again, and, and I think we, we harped on this at the very beginning of the podcast, which is knowing the identity of the company and understanding your path. You know, what is, what is, your, what is the ultimate goal for the company? And if you have a clear understanding on your business model, then you know the things that you want to focus on inside of your business and then take some of the other elements out, even though they sound really nice, pretty. But if it's not manageable for your business and it's not going to help you scale and isn't at the forefront of your business, then it just becomes a burden. And it sounds like, you know, Alex and, and their company have figured that out pretty quickly as well. They know what they're focusing on. They're focusing on their units, the guest experience in-house, they're visiting their guests. You know, that for them is what's important. They provide them the very basic tools that they need to know about the local area. But beyond that point, it's not the core of their business. So it's it's impressive that you guys have been able to take a step back, do an analysis on that and really understand where the focus on the business is and create this type of growth. Because if you wouldn't have done that, maybe you wouldn't have had an OTA because right. would have been focusing on the wrong things. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I mean, we're, you know, very much a technology forward company that you know, we have our own proprietary property management system, which within our property management system, we have our own housekeeping module, you know, online booking, obviously, I mean, every, every maid service, everything is handled internally and, you know, the guest app, all that stuff. So it's important for us to really focus on our own technology that's going to help us continue to grow the business versus, you know, for something else that's really outside of our bailiwick. <laughs> and I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. If we had, if we had tried to be more, if we had tried to, you know, find strengths in other, other avenues, like tours and activities, I don't think that would have led us to be able to grow the OTA side. Like, like we've done. It's a really good point. Uh, and then that may be a good segue out. You know, we're kind of closing up here, but I do think, you know, you've spoke, I love the flip to, you know, uh, cause we do like, you know, one of the things is 
you know, promoting some of these technology vendors that are helping people like yourself, you know, scale and 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 advance their their goals. One of the questions, I guess, maybe the last question would be, you know, you've talked a lot about guest engagement or communication, I guess, pre-stay. There's also the communication once they're here. I, you know, as an industry, I feel like we're still trying to kind of find our way. You know, Brian, a number of years ago, built and then sold, you know, Guestbook, which was kind of really one of the first you know, kind of app tablet-based experience software systems. But, you know, you do have now, you've got the tablets, you've got apps. We still have Guestbooks, not the online, but the actual Guestbook, right, that sits there. We've got We've got, you know, pre-stay, you, you now you've got email, you've got text, you know, you did mention a guest app, you know, there's been, we've had people on who, you know, get concerned about the engagement, you know, do guests really want to download an app for a four and a half, you know, average four and a half day stay. So I'd love to just, you know, you've probably looked at a lot of data. Where do you feel like we are from a communication standpoint, because setting those expectations is so important. And where do you think where do you think we're going, or where do we need to go if we're not quite there as an industry? Hmm, that's a good question. You know, I I think texting is becoming you know more preferred among guests, and that's something that we we text guests when their unit is ready. But that's really the only point that we text them in the journey. I'd like to see our company just you know get more into the texting side of things, not necessarily on the promotional you know, sending out, we've got specials, but more in the process. So right now we currently, we rely more on emails for that. You know, when they, when they have arrival, they get an email a couple of days into the stay, they get an email and then the continued post-stay process begins. But, you know, being able to follow that up with text messages, it would be helpful, especially when you, you want to, you want to meet guests where on the, on the footing that they are more com- most comfortable in. I mean, you have to be able to speak to people where they are and, you know, for some, it's still traditional phone. Some it's email. Sometimes it's text. Sometimes it's social. I and mean, we get tons of guests that they, that's how they like to communicate with us is through our Facebook page. They never call or email us. They just send us Facebook messages. So, but, you know, overall, I, I'm not sure. I mean, I think we've, as an industry, continued to evolve with how we communicate. I think software has gotten significantly more you know, predictive and reliable and successful. Um, email marketing, of course, is very important. I know I've spoken a lot about that today. We use Revenate as our email marketing platform and actually our guest survey platform. Very much recommend their services. And they're not really used a whole lot in the vacation rental specific niche. Um, they do a lot with hotels, but we've been able to customize the platform to meet our needs really well. And, you know, again, that's, that's one of those things that you have to that that is something that we could build internally because we've got so much other things that kind of go along with it, but it's just one of those things we have not gotten to and we have other bigger priorities that we're trying to do. So, you know, trying to figure out what are the things that you want to focus on versus what are the things you can let somebody else that's truly the expert in that handle for you and then check it out and then see, okay, maybe that is something that we want to internalize, but right. And and that could be something that I think as an industry, we all, we all focus on, look at the different products that you're using and figure out what are some processes or technologies that might be worth, you know, internalizing for your team. So many good points. I love, yeah. love how you guys are growing and the guy, the way you're, you're approaching your company and what you guys are, you know, trying to evolve into. 
I think one of the key factors that I'm taking away from this is not just understanding your, well, it is, it's about understanding your guest and the guest journey all the way down to the way you message the guests, because you're absolutely right. Messaging or text messaging guests about promotions on a unit is probably not quite right. Um, But if you're messaging them about their unit being ready or maybe maintenance work being completed, or even just saying, thank you for staying with us, that's probably the right platform to do it. So it's understanding your ecosystem really, really well and implementing it well. I think with that, we'd love to uh, say thank you to you for your time today. And off to you, Matt. Absolutely. It's great. Yeah. Thank, thank you guys so much for having a wonderful discussion. And uh, you know, I appreciate what y'all are doing for the industry. I think this podcast has been great so far and the ones that you've had and truly enjoyed the opportunity to be here today. So thank you. We look forward to having you again soon. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, guys. That's it for this week's episode of Guest X. Be sure to sign up for our email list at guestxpodcast.com. That's guest, the letter X, podcast.com. And follow us in your favorite podcast app so that you don't miss our next episodes. We are Brian Hamali and Matthew Loney signing off and reminding you to always create a guest experience worth talking about. See you soon.